Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Let's have all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, Brady PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders. Was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. I knew nothing about Pitt. I knew nothing about general admission. Nothing. And I said to Paula, I said, Paula, this is my dream. One day, I want to be one of those people down there that have the opportunity to be that close to him and a possibility of touching him. And when I when I said it, it truly was a dream. Like, I don't think that would ever happen. Hello, listeners. This is Jesse Jackson with another Throwback Thursday episode. This time, we are in the TARDIS going all the way back to October 2015, where Mary joined us to share her story. This is one of our earliest episodes. Um, We had a great time. What I thought was interesting is even that way back then, I was starting the podcast with Welcome to Set Lusting Bruce, your, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen's music. And at this time, I said his fans. I didn't say mostly his fans. Um, so, hey, I guess I've been consistent for a while. Anyway, hope you enjoy this um, trip down memory lane. Mary was a great guest. She is very active on Twitter. Um, you can find her at Honor Thy Green. Check her out. She is... Uh, just amazing fan, an amazing person, and I'm so honored that she joined me very early in the program, and I need to have her on again. Reach out to me, Mary. So here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and his fans. Today, I have another Bruce Bud joining me. Bruce Bud, introduce yourself, please. Hi, Jesse. My name is Mary. I'm from Bronxville, New York, and I am a Bruce fan extraordinaire. And that is why we have you on here. I am so <laughs> pleased you uh, decided to join me, Mary. I-, I am so looking forward to talking Bruce with you. And as we're recording this, it is the man's birthday. 
It is the man's birthday. My girlfriend and I just went out to lunch. Yes. To celebrate Bruce's birthday. Nice. And then we stopped in a church afterward to say a little prayer for Bruce today. Very nice. Yes. Uh, Yes. And there was a big picture of the Pope while we were there. So, you know, he's a rock star these days, too. Absolutely. He's right up there with Bruce. Absolutely. He is. This this Pope is taking no prisoners. I I saw something on Twitter and it said that when he goes to Philadelphia, his song Streets of Philadelphia is supposed to be in his set of songs that they're going to do, I guess, when he arrives or I'm not sure exactly how they're going to incorporate it, but that would be the Pope is into Bruce Springsteen. Wouldn't that be cool if the Pope's like, (laughs) all I want is, is to see Bruce while I'm in the U.S.? President Obama's okay, the Cardinals are okay, the Archbishops, but if you can get me an audience with Bruce, then I know I've made it. <laughs> that would be awesome. Bruce and the Pope together today would be wonderful. It would be. Um, <laughs> you know, I've been on record um, when Brian Wilson, my other obsession, was in Jersey, uh, you know, Bruce set in on a couple of songs and uh, I've been on the record that it, you know, I, that would have been the highlight of my life getting to see Bruce mm-hmm. and Brian on the same stage together. Um, last night he was with Jackson Brown and did a couple I of songs. I know. So. Um, what did you think? I thought it sounded great. And it just, it, it just, uh, I wonder if he ever like doesn't want to do this. I, I think he enjoys it enough, but you know, I wonder if sometimes he's, you know, Bruce is kind of like, oh, do I, I, I don't want to get into your business, but I think everyone who's in that area, if he's there, they're like, you know, please join us for a song or two. So that was great. Yeah, but he's so humble at the same time that yes. he never wants to steal anybody's thunder. And my girlfriend and I were talking about this today, that I noticed he had sort of a Seeger look to him, rock star, the, the yeah. rock star Bruce. He had on the baggy jeans and just a much looser appearance. And we were trying to figure out, was that because he doesn't want to upstage anybody? Or is he giving us a message that what he plans to do next might be somewhat lower key than what we're used to? You know, that is, (laughs) we always can read, trying to read things and see things. That is awesome. So, uh, Mary, kind of tell me a little bit your Bruce background. Talk about how you found him, how long you've been a fan. Uh, just share with me a little bit. Okay, Je- Jesse, my uh, my first concert was the Born in the USA tour. Okay. And I don't know, I don't remember when I heard his first song or what drew me to the concert. Um, I was in my 20s. All I know is that I saw him once and I wanted more and more and more and i ended up going to every concert i could get tickets to at that time it was giant stadium in new jersey i think it's called metlife now and they're tearing that down but um i remember the only way i can explain it jesse in my mind at that time the only way i could explain it to another human being the feeling that i had when i was in the arena hearing Bruce and being in his presence. And it's a very elementary vision, but it was for me, it almost felt like that mad boss, that childlike 
I can only get this from this one man. Jesse, did I lose you? No, you're fine. I, I'm turning off the video just uh, to, it doesn't take as much bandwidth. Okay, so, good. Yeah, so no problem. Um, okay. Tell me, uh, so uh, how many times did you see him on that tour? I, I don't remember. I'm not good with facts. I understand. Uh, you know, and I have a good friend, Sarah Hickman, who says. And that, I don't have a great memory. I think I lost you, Jesse. Yes, I, I think we are. Uh, turn off the video and let's see if we get a little stronger internet connection, okay? Okay. okay. Oh, wait, hold on. I didn't. It's okay. I don't think I did that. Um, there we okay. go. Okay. How's that? Yes, that's good. All right. So we're going to um, three, two, one. So how many times did you see him on that tour? Mary? I can't tell you how many times but i had tickets for every night and one night i brought a friend another night i brought um my nephew and a few of my nieces and i tried to invite as many people as i could into the world of bruce because i it just lifted me up to a spiritual experience that I just could not explain at that time. You know, you are an example of what uh, people say a lot. And I, I'm one of those too, that, you know, there's two kinds of people in the world, the people that see Bruce and go, Oh, that was a pretty good show. And then people that go, Oh my goodness, I want to sell everything I own and follow this guy around. Um, you know, and it, you know, we joke about it, but at times, you know, seeing Bruce live can change lives. Uh, there's just something spiritual and magical about that experience. Well, you know, Jesse, at the age, um, I was in my 20s. At that time, for whatever reason, I was not able to understand what a spiritual experience it was. I knew it was special, yeah. but I, I just, I didn't understand. Right. And, what happened is life went on. I went on. I stopped following Bruce for years. Mm -hmm. For years, I stopped following Bruce. Not that I didn't like Bruce. It's just that I got involved in life and it just wasn't, it wasn't top on my priority list. Right. And then I was going through a really hard time, probably about seven years ago. Okay. And um, my girlfriend down in Florida, I was living in Florida at the time. She said, hey, Mary, Bruce is going to be up in Tampa. Do you want to go see him? So I said, oh, my God, I haven't seen Bruce in so long. I'd love to go see him. Okay. So I couldn't make it that day because my dog was sick. So her girlfriend ended up going to Tampa with her and saw Bruce. And she told me how great it was. But it wasn't until the next year she called me again. She said, Mary, Bruce is going to be in Tampa. Do you want to go see him again? Uh, or do you want to go see him? And I said, I would love to. Mm-hmm. So that day that we were going to see Bruce, it was pouring rain. And if you've ever been in a torrential rain in Florida, I mean, it rains. Okay. There wasn't a sighting of sun. There were black clouds in the sky. And I was thinking, this is an outdoor venue. I don't think this is going to happen. Right. And she assured me, of course it's going to happen. It's Bruce. Yes. <laughs> so we were, we were driving up and I was sort of a little bit negative in the back of Right. backseat of the car saying, well, you know, look at the clouds. This is never going to clear up. As soon as we pulled into the parking lot of the venue, 
the sun started shining, the clouds broke up, and there we were seeing Bruce. And that it was at that concert. It was so just the start of the wrecking ball, I think. It was at that concert okay. that I realized that this is more than music. Yes. This it opened me up to a place in my heart that no human being has been to. And that's when I knew it was very special. And it was something sacred. Yes. As far as I'm concerned, that was the feeling for me. And ever since that night in Tampa, I have become a rabid Bruce follower. Yes. And like you said, Jesse, I am at this stage of the game waiting for a tour announcement so that I can sell off everything and just travel the world following Bruce. Yeah, I, you know, I have um, a, a little bit of a ex similar experience. I didn't see him live till 2002. And then kind of caught him whenever he would tour in the Dallas area. And then, because, um, you know, my wife is is not of the Bruce faith. And <laughs> she's um, like, why would you want to go see him more than one time? And um, she now understands because she went and saw him with me in 2012. And so there is something beautiful about seeing him multiple times on the same tour uh, because, you know, every show's different and you never know what song you're going to catch and, and just hearing the different. And um, I say this many times. So if there is a set lusting Bruce drinking game, uh, <laughs> take a drink, you know, all apologies to Disney. The happiest place on earth is a Bruce Springsteen concert. Agreed. Yes. And a Bruce Springsteen concert in the pit is just pure nirvana. It's absolute nirvana. And I knew nothing of the pit. Right. My girlfriend, my girlfriend Paula, who I was telling about, the one that said, hey, Mary, um, come to Tampa with me. She came up to New York when I moved back up to New York. And um, we went to see Bruce, um, I guess it was MetLife Stadium then. Okay. And this was maybe Four years ago. I'm not good with dates, Jesse. That's sorry. Okay. That's all right. But it, it was four years ago, maybe three, four years ago. Okay. And we were in the nosebleed section, mm -hmm. but we didn't care. We were there. Sure. I knew nothing about Pitt. I knew nothing about general admission, nothing. And mm -hmm. I said to Paula, I said, Paula, this is my dream. One day I want to be one of those people down there that have the opportunity to be that close to him and a possibility of touching him. And when I, when I said it, it truly was a dream. Like, I don't think that would ever happen for right. me. Going home that night, she said, Hey, Mary, do you want to see if we can get tickets for tomorrow night as well? I said, that would be great. She said, how about if I try and get some general admission tickets? She said, then maybe we can get into the pit. So, of course, I was all for it. We paid an extravagant amount, a ridiculous amount, um, for tickets that we got on the secondary market. Yes. Um, but they were tickets for the pit. And it happened to be that day was Bruce's, uh, uh, well, it was the eve of his 63rd birthday. Mm-hmm. 
and it started thundering and it started lightning when we were online because you, as you know if you've ever been in the pit it's it's not an easy situation it's a little bit torturous to yeah. be online waiting and you know if you have food with you you're lucky if you have no food with you you're out of luck but who cares you're going to do what you have to do yeah and and you know i've never been able to make that i'm just you know, I'm, I, I always joke I'm too old and I got too bad of a back that I, you know, and I have to pee too often to kind of fight that battle, um, mm -hmm. though I admire the people that do, uh, you know, and, and um, <laughs> I'm going to sound like a grumpy old man, right? You, you have to stand so long just to get in the venue, and then you have to, you get in the venue so many hours before the show that it's like, oh no, I just, this is, this is too much for me. I'll just get my seat. But I admire you for going through that. So, okay, so you guys are going through the pit. You're going through it. Uh, keep telling me about this. This is okay. awesome. So what happened is it started thundering and lightning. So they put us all, they brought us all sort of off the lot and they brought us into um, sort of like the bowels of the building. We okay. were sort of on these ramps that went up and down, but we were nose to back to nose to back. I mean, there was no place to move. And the ladies' rooms were in the back. So you could go to the ladies' room, but no one would let you come back. Yeah, you know it was Jersey crowd. You know, gotta love yeah. the Jersey crowd, right? And, um, so anyway, I'm standing online, and like you, Jesse, I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm writing a letter to Bruce. <laughs> How can he treat his fans like this? But I went on and on, and you know, my girlfriend was just like, okay, you know, take a chill pill, look yeah. through this, and and we did. But boy, it was a long day, and mm -hmm. Jesse. Once that man came on stage, I forgot all about what I went through in order to be that close to him and in the pit. It was just an amazing experience, and I would do it another, no other way. And I'm probably a lot older than you, Jesse. And for some reason, and I heard Donna say it on her podcast, Donna from Bruce Funds, yeah. when she said she actually saw her mom rise rise up to the occasion even though she wasn't feeling good physically and that's what bruce does for me that is awesome you know i've heard that from a lot of people that um you know uh when you see the band all their energy and their ages and how they give it all for those hours um and and so i you know, kind of a pull back the curtain, you know, my wife and I um, will watch the extreme weight loss, you know, ABC show where, you know, yes. I, you know, and, and Linda's, you know, um, it's like, you know, that's interesting. They have this goals that they're trying to do, like, you know, run a marathon or, you know, and my wife is very athletic. She is, she is doing her first Ironman this year in uh florida in november and uh she's like what would you do i said i would say i want to be in good enough shape that i could get, be in the pit at a springsteen show and my wife's like that's perfect that is that is a perfect uh goal for you so i love that jesse and you know what i i am living living proof i am living yeah. proof dream it and it will happen very just nice. bring yourself there and yeah. 
things will happen. It will just happen. That that is so cool, Mary. So, um, so you said you're not very good with numbers. Do you have a rough idea of how many times you've seen them live? Um. Well, let's see. The um, I, maybe twenty-ish. Okay. Twenty-ish. Yeah. That's I'm impressive. Not, I'm not one in the hundreds. No, but the last um, the Wrecking Ball tour, and which ended up going into the High Hopes tour. Yes. I I got to see him in um new jersey of course i got to see him in albany yes uh, i went out to hershey pennsylvania right and, uh, for anyone that doesn't know the fans dropped bruce you know how he does the body surfing yes at that concert he went to body surf and i don't know what happened but they dropped bruce oh no yes <laughs> yes it was the first time i have ever seen it happen well but, um Go ahead, in, continue, Mary. Yeah, in his usual Bruce charm, I think he made some kind of a joke out of it and mm -hmm. just kept singing and kept going. Well, um, you know, I was at the Dallas tour that was the free concert for the NCAA tournament. And, oh. uh, yeah, and, you know, and he almost dropped him. And I, the, and, uh, I, you know, the Twitter feed was like, come on, Dallas fans, be careful. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, I loved when he came out with the basketball and he just oh, looked so cool with that look on his face. It did. And, you know, kind of this has something to do with basketball. And uh, I made the joke that, um, you know, I, I had been all day and I was going to try to do the pit and I just was too claustrophobic. So I ended up being at the sound stage. It's an out. It was an outdoor park. It was absolutely beautiful weather. In fact, Bruce talked about that, that, um, you know, it was just cold enough that you kind of had to have a jacket and a scarf on, but mm -hmm. it wasn't, and it was a drizzle. So it was just this, you never got really warm. You just kind of enjoyed. And um, when they came out to Sweet Georgia Brown, you know, the Globe Trotters theme, mm -hmm. and then when they went into jump after they did the jump ball, um, you know, I tweeted, uh, who had jump? on your um you know your list of songs to open with and uh and a, several people said there's bruce blowing out brackets you know making the you know the tourney uh joke um you know and um one of my our fellow podcasts uh springtime for springsteen uh, these are two young guys that are one of them is a casual fan one of them isn't a fan at all and they they do a Springsteen podcast. It's really funny. But, uh, you know, one of them is like, you know, the E Street Band should just do all covers because <laughs> they do mm -hmm. such a great job of covers. And his friend's like, no, I don't think that's a good idea. But I understand his passion about it. They do have a way of like when they did Stand Alive or they did Jump, you know, where they take. Fill the wine. Yes. They take these, you know, and make it their own, which is something pretty amazing. They're they're absolutely amazing. And you know, Jesse, I'm always looking for that crack. Like there has to be a crack here somewhere. Yes. With the man himself, with the band, with timing, and it's just time after time, pure perfection and exactly the way it is supposed to be for exactly that night for exactly the people that happen to be there. You know, and Mary, you bring up a good point. And I'm glad you did. And I'm going to get serious for a moment. And I'd like to know your thought on it. 
you know, it really is amazing. You know, he's been in the public eye since, you know, the 70s. And he's had massive success. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, in the 80s, there was, you know, he, Madonna and Michael Jackson, no one was bigger. Um, you know, he's had his second act and he's continuing to make good music and relative music and, and relevant music and, and things that make you proud as a fan. But he's hardly ever embarrassed himself, has he? Not that I know of. Yeah, Not I mean, I, that think, I know of. <laughs> I, I think I would be crushed, but, you know, I. I you know, his first marriage didn't last. And I mean, that happens a lot. And, and if you notice, you know, I've read a few biographies and I've, and I've read things and um, neither one of them talk about it very much. Um, You know, and uh, Julianne Phillips seems to not have a lot of anger against him. And he seems to be a little sad about it. So, you know, they both seem to be regrets on their own that this didn't work. Um, you know, obviously I think Patty and him were soulmates and I'm glad for their marriage, but, you know, he, I guess if you're a hardcore conservative, you may not be happy that he tends to be a little more liberal, but even in his politics, he's very respectful. He's very, um, he seems to give a lot of money to charity. I, I, you can't find, um, a scandal or it, it's rare. I, I have not heard a story about him treating a fan unkindly. Jesse, a hundred percent in agreement. The man is, there's no doubt about it. He is a class act. He surrounds himself clearly with people who have the same amount of class yeah. and they're, they, they don't leak information. They're not gossip mongers. There seems to be such a love and respect and brotherhood and sisterhood amongst Bruce and his camp. And absolutely. And, and you know, until they lost Danny through cancer and then Clarence through the stroke, you know, they were really proud of the fact that, you know, they had not lost a band member to the excess of rock and roll. You know, they have seemed to carry themselves with respect and taking care of themselves and honored the legacy. Um, and, and I think that's really impressive when so many of our, and I won't use the word heroes, but so many of our celebrities do abuse that privilege and do embarrass themselves or embarrass their fans. And Bruce and his whole team seem to just do they try to do the right thing and they try to stay focused on, you know, the music and enjoying this journey. Jesse, I have never, ever heard anything about him being rude to a fan. Um, He just seems to be, I'm sure there are a lot of times he doesn't feel like being in the spotlight or being photographed or, having, uh, giving somebody an autograph or just taking a picture with somebody, but he is the most gracious man that, that I have ever seen in the entertainment. If you want to call it the entertainment industry, he is just a class act. And, uh, I was talking about it this afternoon with my friend, Michelle, and, um, she said, you know, if there was, 
if there was one thing that Bruce could ask his fans, she said, what do you think it would be? And I, I had no idea, no idea. Mm-hmm. And she said, what I thought it would be was, you know, please take as much of me as you want, but just leave my family alone. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I, I always think back of the Springsteen and I documentary, you know, and they have at the end, you know, it's it, on the on the big screen. They kind of they showed some songs. Then they had kind of a, a um, an afterwards and they showed Bruce talking about and the, um, you know, the couple that. Uh, where the wife was the huge fan and yes. the husband, you know, wasn't. And, right. He and, was mad at Bruce because the concerts were yeah, way too yeah, long for Make them face. too short. Make them shorter. <laughs> and, and yeah, and, like, I get to see all these beautiful cities, but I don't see anything but a concert. You know, and, and you know, Bruce tells a story, right? He saw him and, like, look, it's the guy who doesn't like me and was <laughs> ecstatic, you know? And and they showed him after the show, like, I, I'm sorry. And, the, you know, and the guy is so embarrassed, like, no, 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 it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it does seem that. And um, I have a theory that I think Bruce is ready for grandchildren. Um, oh. Because if you want... Oh, did you tell... Did you tell Jesse, Sam, and Evan that? No, I. Uh, but I watch. You know, I'm watching him. I watched him. You know, in Dallas, then I saw him in Nashville, and then I saw him in Houston, and both in Dallas and Nashville, he really interacted with a lot of the young kids that were in the audience. Yes. Uh, and and it just seemed to me like someone that's wanting grandkids you know that is looking forward to being grandpa bruce and and spoiling them and doing great um just a real natural jesse when he gets up and sings waiting on a sunny day and he usually picks one of the kids to come up on stage and i could see him do that song a hundred times and i am like a child myself i have a big smile on my face it's just such a a wonderful song and i love how he, he includes and incorporates the children because there are always generations of families that are at a bruce concert which is amazing yeah, yeah you know mary we've talked about this in one of the previous well colleen and i talked about it in when we did the rising episode um you know i i love that show and i know a lot of fans are tired of it i i think my favorite line was um some music uh, columnist or Bruce fan said we should we should get used to Bruce doing this song because it appears he loves doing this. <laughs> um, and I I like the song I like it a lot and I don't mind that the kid gets on there. I'm a little unhappy when the parent forces a child up there that isn't really into the song, but. And as Colleen talked about, Bruce is in tune enough that if that happens, he makes it as easy as possible for the child. Yes. Doesn't embarrass them. But if a kid's really into it, you know, he lets that kid have the (laughs) highlight. You know, he lets them have it. And Mary, I tell you, there's nothing cuter than a kid going, hit it, E Street Band. (laughs) 
and I'm smiling now as I just think exactly. about it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's just, it's such a party. It's just a yes. party. Absolutely. And I was in Kilkenny when um, he brought the young boy up. Um, the young boy, you probably remember if you've seen a, a video of the Kilkenny concert, uh, which was an awesome concert concert one of that was my most memorable concert okay um and he brought a young boy up and when the boy left the stage bruce gave him his guitar i have seen that yes oh it was just there wasn't a dry eye in the house yes when bruce gave this boy the guitar the guitar the boy couldn't he couldn't even imagine that that guitar was for him just a memorable, memorable moment. Yeah, and and I believe he did that in Dallas as well. Um, and I think he and this may be my mind making it up. It may have been I'm I'm remembering a different show, but you know, and you know, Bruce gestured backstage for someone to bring a sharpie, and he signed the guitar for the kid. And you know, um, it's just. And that's why I said my theory is he's ready for grandkids. I don't know if he's for, you know, like I'm sure he wants uh, his daughter to be, you know, to go to the Olympics and and do all these great things. And I know he's proud of all three of his children. Yes. Uh, But um, I think in the back of his mind, it's like, hey, when you're ready, I'm ready to be Grandpa Bruce. Um, So So what do you see, Jesse, as Grandpa uh, Bruce? What do you see? Do you see him performing live? Oh, yeah, I I think I think Bruce is going to be like Pete Seeger. I think as long as he can perform live, Mm -hmm. he will perform live. Um, You know, uh, Brian Wilson is in his 70s and he just did this solo tour. And let's face it, Brian Wilson has not only uh, uh, you know about 10 years older than Bruce but the miles he's put on his body is mm-hmm. astronomical compared to what Bruce has done um you know i think Bruce is going to tour as long as he can i think he loves it too much i i think he will and and it doesn't have to be you know with the whole band though i do think and no offense to uh, Danny or Clarence or back in the early, you know, the late seventies or eighties, mm-hmm. but this last band with the horn section and the background singer and, you know, Niels and little Steven and Tom Morella, that's almost an orchestra. It was awesome. And you could see that Bruce really enjoyed having Tom. Not that we don't love Stevie. We always love Stevie. But he really seemed to play off of Tom's energy with that guitar. Yeah, and, you know, a a few fans were a little unhappy that, you know, we didn't need this. But um, I just looked at Tom Morella, and and I've heard him on a podcast. He was on the Nerdist podcast uh, talking about comic books and, and playing with Bruce. And he talked about that you know, there's no way that teenage me could ever imagine that I'm now friends with Bruce Springsteen. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, you could tell he was loving every minute of every show, that this was a joy. You know, I remember uh, the late, great Carl Wilson of the Beach Boys uh, in an interview once said, I was really tired of playing Help Me Rhonda. 
Mm-hmm. And every time we got to help me, Rhonda, I just kind of mentally checked out and kind of rolled my eyes and we did it. And he says, in the middle of a concert, all of a sudden I realized that it's such a fun song and people were getting so much joy out of it that I rediscovered mm-hmm. the love of doing not only that song, but all the songs. And and I do think Morella did that. I think Morella and I think the whole band just knows any night we could capture lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you never know what we're going to do. Um, I, you know, the Melbourne show where they do Joe LeBlanc, I've talked about that before, mm-hmm. but you know, just very obscure, very obscure. And all of a sudden they've got this whole thing going. And, you know, I love the, this sign thing happening that you never yes. know what they may do. And, you know, and Bruce is not, Bruce is a wise man. You know, sometimes he picks a song that was already on the set list. He picks the he goes sign and goes, oh, yeah, here, let's do this. I'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that one. <laughs> but, um, you know, there just is a – and, you know, he sits there and goes, hmm, here's one they hadn't thought that I'd do. Let me just play that one. And you well, got to love it. Well, I have a good ex- – oh, I'm sorry, Jesse. Nope. I have a good example sure. of In Kilkenny. There were apparently there was this sign that was following him all throughout Europe. And at the end of the concert, he said, this poor kid has been following me around all over. I keep on seeing this little sign. And he went in and he he got the sign from the young man. I shouldn't say a kid from the young man. And it was for Bruce to play Wild Billy Circus story. Yes. And Bruce played it. And that was one of those moments. I, I didn't know that song, right. so that was a first for me. Yeah. And and those are the moments that you you just wish for those spontaneous. You know, I just love my fans so much yes. that I'm going to sing this song that maybe not everybody knows, but you've been following me all over Europe, and I love you as much as you love me. Absolutely. So, Mary, are there any specific albums or songs that have that give you special memories or that you have a story you want to share with us? Um, I can't listen to um, Thunder Road, and I have been blessed to hear Bruce sing it uh, many times. Um, most recently probably was at the Light of Day concert last year. Okay. And he was on stage with all of the other performers from Jersey and all over, you know, faithful musicians who show up every year for the the Light of Day. And um, he started singing Thunder Road. And it was just amazing how the spirit just overtook the room. He sort of stopped singing and let the audience sing. And the the audience just took the song away. And it's just, it's a moment in time. It's a moment that, for me, just brings me to tears of joy. And, yes. And it's hard to explain that to somebody who doesn't know what that means. Yeah. But absolutely. It brings me to my knees every time I hear that song. I just feel blessed. Yes. Blessed to know this man. Blessed that this man is in my life. Blessed that I have allowed his spirit into my life. 
blessed that this wonderful musician is so dedicated to his music and to his fans. And we try and show him that same dedication back. We try. We try, Bruce. Yes, we try. <laughs> we are there. That's the purpose of this podcast, just to think of that. Um, yes. So absolutely, Thunder Road is a special to all of us. Um, anything else? Any uh, album or song? Oh. Well, I would say my favorite album is Born to Run, which I did not get into until, um, you know, like, uh, let's see, probably 30 years okay. <laughs> after it was released. But I just, I love, to me, um, Born to Run is just pure essence of Bruce. In, okay. in every song, to me, it's, it's just pure perfection. Absolutely. Um, so Mary, we're, we're getting close to the end of our time. I told you this would be easy and fun. Oh, Jesse, it was easy. <laughs> um, so I, I did want to give you a chance. Is there a way where Bruce has influenced your life or is there something you want to share about a time where his music or the fandom kind of helped you through a tough time in your life or helped you to celebrate? Well, my friend Paula, who I told you about earlier, who asked me to go to Tampa, she ended up dying of ovarian cancer mm. last year. And because of her love for Bruce and her devotion to Bruce, I thought she was a maniac, to be quite honest with you. I thought she was a little over the top, obsessed. But um, she, she opened up a whole new world for me that... I didn't know was out there it, to a spiritual level by her bringing me to that Bruce concert in Tampa. Mm -hmm. um, it has just, it's brought me joy. Like uh, I can't even explain it, Jesse. It's just, it has opened me up as a person. Like I told you before, Bruce has gotten into places in me that no human has ever gotten into. Yeah. It's broadened my life. Uh, I met a lot of, Bruce fans through Twitter. Uh, I met some fans down in Asbury Park. Annette from Brazil came up to Asbury Park last yes. month and a bunch of fans got together and we met with her. So it has given me a whole new social life. Um, but more than anything, it has given me um, the spiritual life that I have always craved and for some reason just couldn't quite get to. Right. So and, that's um and I understand you know, that um you know there was a um on blogness on the edge of town they reported a um I think it was a catholic church it may not have been but they were going to do a Bruce themed service where they were using uh his music in the service and to talk about it and you know um uh, this is your sword from High Hopes, I think is, you know, an incredibly spiritual song and talking about faith and, and fighting the good fight. So I totally agree with you. I understand that um, totally, very much. Um, and I did hear Bruce do This Is Your Sword, and it was, I can't remember where it was, but I think it was the first and last time mm -hmm. I ever heard him do that. But I say all the time, we, you know, there should be a church 
charge of Springsteen. Yes. I'm sure there is somewhere, like you just mentioned. And if yeah. if there was, I would be the first one online. Yeah, and I um I that is on my wish list of hearing live. Um I would love to hear that song live in the 2016 tour. Um, uh, but I'm curious, um, is there a song that you're chasing? And yes. here when we tour, uh, yes. next year when we tours, what are you, what are you hoping? Jesse, I'm going to have to whisper on this one. Okay. Okay. Have you ever heard the song Reno? Yes. Oh my God. I was not aware of that song until last week. Right. And woo, I had to take a cold shower after it. Uh, have you, you listened to the words? Of yes, Reno? I have. And, you know, that is the reason why that uh, Devils and Dust wasn't sold at a Starbucks. You know, uh, right during that time, Paul McCartney had a new album and it was at Starbucks and it sold tons of units because people there in Starbucks, and they go, oh, look, Paul McCartney. And they just picked up the CD. So they mm -hmm. were going to have that. But Reno um, has a little bit of explicit lyrics, mm -hmm. um, you know, they may talk about having sex in an uncomfortable place to quote Coven Smith in the back of a Volkswagen. No, somewhere else. And, <laughs> uh, for those Kevin Smith fans, you get the joke. Um, yes, it is a, I like the song. I, I think it's a really, um, it's very sultry and it's also very, the idea that sometimes the physical act of lovemaking is not what you want. You want an emotional connection mm -hmm. and you can feel just as empty after being together physically as you are before. And, and yes, it, it is. I agree. It is a very, very good song. And that's a good one to want live. Yeah. Yeah, I would like that live. My favorite song I would besides Thunder Road is Drive All Night. First of all, to imagine that a man would want to drive all night to see me mm -hmm. and not only drive all night and then want to buy me a pair of shoes. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, what woman wouldn't dream of that? That's like the perfect man. Yeah. And uh, when I was in Kilkenny, I saw him do that with Glenn Hansard. And it was just, it was a moment in time. Mm -hmm. So I have had that wish fulfilled. Ah, oh, nice. Uh, yes. Yes. And actually, I'm going to see Glenn Hansard in December. He's going to be, um, he's going to be, where is he going to be? Uh, I think at the Beacon Theater in December. And you know what, Jesse, getting back to your question from before, it has opened up my whole musical world. Um, right. Being a Bruce Springsteen fan, you know, I see things on Twitter and I see different musicians, different people that Bruce is connected to and anything that gets his stamp of approval, I want to know more about. So right. as a result, my whole musical world has opened up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I understand that. And, you know, that's one of the cool things about Bruce is he never, he, he, he has not forgotten where he came from. Never. You know, he, he knows that uh, I want to, um, you know, I acknowledge and um, 
there was uh, I heard a story um, just the other day uh, on a different podcast and where the guy said that he and his father were there in Jersey and uh, he had gone his uh, Jonathan's father had gone to a music store and there was a long line and um, so his father went okay I'm gonna see what's going on and he walked up the front and here's this guy buying hundreds of CDs Mm -hmm. hey what's going on and it was Bruce (gasps) he's like um what's the deal with all these CDs right (laughs) uh and he says you know while I'm about to go on tour um and so I always like to get music to hear and so um you know, and I think he tries to stay up and to kind of think what's going on. And, and it just, you know, it's very clear he loves, you know, creating music and listening to music. And it's it's just amazing. Yeah. And do you notice how all of the musicians, well, most of the musicians from the E Street Band, they're all going out on their own yes. and really doing things that that they love and really being respected for their own talent. And I don't know if this is true, but my impression is that Bruce is just so happy for them. That's what I would think that he would be thinking. Oh, I totally agree. And, um, you know, um, Niels is coming here to Dallas in December. And so I'm going to work with my friend, Sam, us to get tickets to go hear him. Don't uh, miss it. Yeah. I think that's going to be something pretty amazing. So, Mary, thank you so much for spending time with me. I hope you had fun. Jesse, uh, you were a pleasure to, to speak to. I hope I said something that made some sense to you. Um, you did. But you the bottom right. line is, is I just, I love Bruce Springsteen and, and everything he stands for. Yes, and you, listener, I just need to share with you. Uh, I'm going to embarrass her a little bit. Mary was like, oh, I won't have anything to say, and I'm worried. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to be great. You're you're wonderful. And so I'm so glad you took time and, and visit with me. So if someone wants to reach you, how can they reach you? Oh, uh, let's see. I am Honor Thy Bruce at Honor Thy Green on Twitter. Okay. And uh, I'm sure you're going to get a lot of nice compliments when this comes out in a couple weeks. Okay, uh, Yes. So if you want to be on the podcast and talk about Bruce and all that implies, please send an email to setlustingbruce at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page, and we are on Twitter at setlustingbruce. Please go to iTunes to rate and review us. It helps people find us. We want to find as a big audience as possible. Mary, thank you so much. You even have the, you know, the perfect Bruce name because he <laughs> does write some songs about Mary. Oh, uh, yeah. Jesse, one last thing, oh, if, I, if I may. Um, uh, two years ago, I think it was, I was back at Tampa and... The radio station, not the radio station, the TV station, they were interviewing the fans who got there at an ungodly hour of the morning. Right. So, you know, usual things so they can get into the pit. And they started um, interviewing people and they came to me and they said, well, um, they interviewed me and I told them how much I love Bruce. And I had a sign Mary's place that I wanted Bruce to play Mary's place. And they said, oh, do you mind if we ask you your last name, um, you know, for our telecast? So I said, yes, my last name is Springsteen. <laughs> and she just looked at me like, you're a nut. 
But, you know, it's just, it's been so much fun being a Bruce Springsteen fan. And Jesse, thank you for having me on. I was nervous about coming on, but you made it very easy for me. And thank you. Well, um, thank you. And I'll just, I'll remind everyone that, hey, see, this is so easy to do. I'm so glad you joined me. We're going to close it out, thanking you and thanking listeners and saying, familiar faces around me. Laughter fills the air. Your loving grace surrounds me. Everybody's here. Furniture's out on the front porch. Music's up loud. I dream of you in my arms. I lose myself in the crowd. Thanks, Bruce Buds. Mm. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. You just heard the fun talking. Hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listing Bruce. Set Listing Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who kill their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.